World-class athlete Joe Kingman had it all. Adoring fans, cool cars, and the kind of life anyone would envy. Until the day fate came to his door. My name is Peyton. I'm your daughter. Mm -hmm. Papa's got a brand new... You're listening to The Virtual Drive-In, a media bullcrap production covering sports movies from the inspiring to the laughable. I'm Andrew, and with me tonight is David. And Micah. Hi. <laughs> hey. Also joining us tonight, we've got Jeff. So given our current quarantine situation, I um, want to know, what's the appropriate amount of clothes that I should be wearing around the house? enough not to scar your children figure that line out for yourself too late for that <laughs> <laughs> they're they're too and, young they won't remember it anyways and and also the pantsless man himself jerry <laughs> and don't you forget it that should have been where my question was directed actually <laughs> all right be sure to to uh, to join the drive-in on Facebook at uh, Virtual Tailgate or email us at virtualtailgate at mediabullcrap.com. David, what are we watching tonight? Tonight's movie, Andrew, is called The Game Plan. This is a classic film released on September 28, 2007. Uh, this movie was directed by Andy Frickman. Uh, obviously, you guys know that Andy Frickman is the uh, cinematic... Uh, genius who brought us She's the Man, Who's Your Daddy, Jutopia, and Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Uh, this is a football film, as you may have guessed. It stars Dwayne Johnson. Uh, this is, interestingly enough, the very last time that he would be credited as The Rock. So we're seeing the, the transition in his career moving from athlete, WWE superstar, fully into into movie star status so from henceforth he'll be credited as Dwayne Johnson but here he is the rock he stars alongside Kira Sedgwick and Madison Pettis who is the eight-year-old who will steal the show we'll see her and that soon enough uh, this is a movie that uh, really gets panned by the critics 28% uh, critical reviews at Rotten Tomatoes but 69% from the audience, uh, and that's nice. kind of a, uh, that's exactly right. Uh, this is a movie that was a huge uh, box office success. Uh, they had a twenty-two million dollar budget, but earned a hundred and forty-six million dollars. Uh, it opened at number one there in September of two thousand seven, beating out The Kingdom, uh, the Jamie Fox and Jennifer Gardner movie. Uh, we'll uh, throw in a couple more tidbits about this film and and all that goes into it as we go along tonight. We're going to be watching this movie today on Disney Plus, which means that you can stream it along with us. Uh, guys, is there anything we need to say before we fire up the uh, the reel here? If if you're getting ready to watch alongside us, pause the podcast right now. Go find the game plan and uh, cue the movie up. Pause it. Back it up to all zeros on the counter. We'll wait for you. It's not as easy as I made it look. All right, welcome back, everyone. Good job on getting yourself set up, and we're set up as well. So, guys, uh, as always, we start uh, we start the 
to hit play on go. Count down from three. Three, two, one, go. Man, it feels a little... Are we? Is this movie too new for us? Like, we got the modern Disney logo with the train and everything. I feel it's like we should be... Like, when those fireworks <laughs> go off, I feel like I'm back to my childhood. Yeah, but it's a, it's a 3D rendering. It's just like, it just looks, you know, almost, you know, it does look like you're there. You know? so, I don't remember that. I just remember the blue background <laughs> with the drawing. You know? if, if you really want to fall down a deep YouTube rabbit hole, go read about um, people investigating the origins of the current Walt Disney uh, written logo. It's a big deal. Oh, all right. A little controversy, you say? Yeah, like it, it sort of seems to appear out of nowhere in the uh, 80s. Hmm. All right, so we're in the uh, city of Boston here, right? Yeah, wicked awesome. <laughs> oh, here's a fun fact for you guys right now. As you can see, there looks like they're over Gillette Stadium, which is the home of the New England Patriots, a football team in the NFL. But it says Boston with the letter B. Now, why would Disney do this instead of using a team like the New England Patriots. Well, Disney was trying to use NFL teams for this movie. However, due to cost and running out of time, they essentially said, screw it, we're just going to go ahead, make up some teams, and just go with the flow. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds you, again... that they chose the Boston Rebels. Um, It's interesting. I guess it's a nod to the Boston Tea Party and things like that, but not exactly the language I think about when I think of... uh, of bean town you know <laughs> yeah 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 i kind of agree it's a little uh different um uh, oh look at that that's a oh look at the look at the dog look at that, look at that the little... dog makes the makes the show here uh, yeah they actually used uh, two dogs for the movie here uh so i believe that's just one dog jared uh maybe <laughs> you're uh, you're buffering or something bud uh <laughs> Check this out. So Dwayne, I stayed in a hotel once with one of those. Yeah. This guy had a smart home in 2007. Right? <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. That, that's yeah. money right there. That, 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 that's, I don't know, starting QB money? We'll have to see. Man had his own pinball machine. So all those pictures of, of The Rock, he was definitely like a, a tight end or a tackle in his actual life, right? He was a defensive end in college. There you go. I, I had, I'm sorry to say, I, I love the rock. He's a charismatic guy. I really could not believe based on his body uh, build that he ever played one of the skill positions in football. Here's the thing. Like you can see in this, in 2007, rock is a little more slender, like, you know, just in his build, you see him today. He is completely jacked, like top to bottom. Like he's got like the, the triangle upside down triangle shape going and this one is kind of, you know, it's a little bit, like, understandable. Like, oh, yeah, he could be an athlete with this. But now he just looks like a muscle builder. Like, Jared, the man lives in Orange, Virginia. What's he going to do except work out all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I assume oh. this is why you've gotten so buff. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually heard that The Rock works out by helping Jared remove uh, all the trees off his property. He just picks them up out of the ground and carries <laughs> them off for him. Oh, my God. Yeah, he just – I have to get a tree shot up. You know, another tree fell up property of mine on a building or something gotta get it caught up uh yeah let me go ahead and get a it's spring for phil sims and marv albert here well boomer size and not quite sorry was the was the rock um fully getting dressed at home 
<laughs> you mean all football players don't do that? <laughs> I, it would kind of defeat the purpose of locker rooms. I don't uh, think Rebel Stadium has locker rooms. <laughs> well, now think about it this way. Even if you're his teammate, wouldn't you feel a little insecure if, like, you got dressed in front of the rock and, and had to had to see what you were playing with? I mean... Right now, did you guys they, catch they, they, there? His wide receiver was wide open, but Kingman, Joe Kingman, quarterback... Decided to run it in instead, taking the glory. You get the sense that maybe that's a theme in his career. Well, you see, here's the thing. This is how smart Joe Kingman is in this film. This is in 2007. He already knew in fantasy football, rushing the touchdown was going to be worth more points than throwing it. So very smart <laughs> for the fantasy owners. <laughs> Got to be happy with that. To go back to to go back to the earlier question about getting dressed in front of the rock. Not if I'm one of the O linemen, which I think is the only body type I have. <laughs> you're just always secure in your own self if you're if you're a lineman. <laughs> See, look at those linemen. Mm. It seems like this uh, Joe Kingman has a bit of a, uh, as they say, a playboy lifestyle. That guy has a lot of food in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It is shocking how different The Rock looks then as opposed to now. Yeah, I mean, the hair, too. That also throws me. I was like, oh, yeah, he had hair. He used that hair. That, not like crappy hair, like decent hair, you know? <laughs> it was actually see, 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 For anybody that crazy. doesn't know what Jared looks like, hair is a very big deal to him. Oh, yeah. It's I a prank that we, uh, we used to pull to Jared at most of the parties we went to. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, here's the funny thing about that. You didn't need to do the prank to get the reaction that the women gave to that per. <laughs> are you are you saying that the embroidered uh, uh, flower shirt is not just a a draw across the board? Well, I think 2007 you could pull it off. I mean, it's just a different time period. I mean, I mean, look at this. I mean, Dwayne is a, a sleek, slender man. Yeah, you know, full full head of hair and. This is a different time. Oh, there's a call to Derek Jeter right there. I hope Jeter has the same situation set up in Miami. I really, really do. She's so excited because it's channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's pronounced channel because there's only one end, remember? Keeps the A long A. <laughs> How could Disney, the multi- Billion, almost trillion dollar company, not find a way to get Chanel part of this film. You know? <laughs> like, I, I believe that is how you keep a $22 million budget for production, Jared. <laughs> uh, called, called hedging your bets. They really had no faith in this film. <laughs> oh, see, now it's getting serious. Now, so he's kind of calling them out here. Yeah. Called out the Playboy yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, how dare you have fun? <laughs> yeah. You call that living? This man has green teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Rock. He's not living his life. All he's doing is got a bunch of beautiful women around him. Multi millions and millions of dollars endorsements deals. I mean, uh, are you talking Oscar about the millions? And I don't understand this. So the party ends, and he just like throws his buddies out. They want to stay and party more. Now he's yeah. done. It's funny he though. Switch there. He kind of holds his alcohol well, pretty well. I mean, he's still he's still uh, pretty stone cold sober right now. He uh he drinks responsibly. You got to admire that with a quarterback like that. 
Uh, now I relate. I relate to this. We've got a, a a tough dog toy that's shaped like a football, and uh, every day at at lunchtime, I take the dog out front and uh, I chuck the the football, and he runs it. Uh, he runs after it. We usually do that for about fifteen minutes until he's uh, super tired. So now, what what's his what's his preferred route? What's the what's the the route that you run? Is it the the hook and go or is it the fly route? <laughs> he like he likes it straight down the middle the best. That's just just yeah, the one where he beats the all the defenders. <laughs> can, can we go back to this guy to back to Joe uh, Kingsman's like setup here? Like, Eve, this is filmed in two thousand seven, and I think even today in twenty twenty, this house would still be considered very modern. Like, it's not out of date in terms of what's stylish right now by any means. Do you guys agree with that? That's right. Or Stuart Scott. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Big sky point to him. <laughs> but Stuart, Stuart's not going to have good news so, to think. So what we're so what we're doing here is we've taken the we've decided we want to play football in Boston, but we need to make them into the Boston Red Sox, <laughs> who don't hey, who can't win a championship. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah. yeah, that would work. That's why they had. That's really why they had to do the Boston team. No, it, nobody would believe that the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots in 2007 just couldn't get a win. <laughs> Andrew, this reminds me of a great thing. This may be the best thing that I've seen happen in quarantine so far. Uh, like a lot of people, I'm spending most of my time on Zoom. So today I was on a Zoom call, and when we get there, I don't know, maybe a dozen of us on there, and there's one guy wearing a New York Yankees hat. And uh-huh. so people notice this. No one says anything. But then I slowly notice that more and more people start showing up with Nationals hats right after that. Like they go away, they come back with <laughs> so there was it was this, this great subtle kind of passive aggressive thing. And then one guy randomly shows up in an LSU hat. I believe to paraphrase uh something that, that you yourself like to say on the podcast, uh, David, twenty seven. Maybe twenty-seven to one, maybe twenty-seven to ten, but the the important number is twenty-seven. <laughs> it, it is a lot more fun whenever you find that that great franchise like uh, like the Esteemed Hokies, where their number is zero. Though I will say that. I was thinking, and maybe next week instead of doing like a famous. Oh, this is the key scene. Also, I lost my remote control, so we better not have to pause tonight. No, no. This is uh, this is a slightly aged up and uh, cast reduced version of Three Men and a Baby, huh? It, it is. You have to really suspend your disbelief here. Yeah. She has shown up. Without she, anyone. Without anyone. Uh, he thinks uh, she's going to go away. You know, hey, I'm not going to buy your Girl Scout cookies. Maybe you need an autograph, he says. Oh, money, cash. <laughs> Everybody wants an autograph of Joe Kingman. By the way, uh, Joe Kingman, The Rock actually suggested this to the director or the producers before they started filming is that uh, make uh, Joe Kingman an Elvis fan because in real life, The Rock is also a big Elvis fan. Oh. It, it could be integrated, so... That means they could fi- they could probably have extra pictures they could use. We already had the play the 
the uh, football pictures from his uh, time in college. There's probably also some like random Graceland pictures of the rock that they were able to use. Didn't have to <laughs> fly him out there. You know, you got to save money anywhere you can. That's what I say. Actually, that's another thing. Actually, the rock and one of the directors or producers of this film contributed pieces for the you know the for the house there of the memorabilia sure. of of, for, of Elvis. So some of it actually does belong to the Rock, and some of it belong to another person on set. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when you skim through the IMDb uh, trivia page uh, for anyone that yeah. wants to look up more information on this film. Here's a great moment of terror he's having. He has now <laughs> discovered that this is his child. Yes, I think that's a moment of. What have I done? <laughs> As we like to call it. I sure hope that he finds a way to reconcile with his uh, newfound daughter and uh, makes amends and they all end up happily ever after. I mean, well, I just don't... well the next level I mean, step don't is don't the spoil next... the plot. It's going to be a pretty dark movie if it doesn't go like that. <laughs> I mean, Disney, if the whole premise here is that he just kicks her out on her keister. Well, then we have Oliver Twist or yeah. <laughs> classic tragedy. Here's the I mean, letter. The, I mean, the next logical step is that they, they go on Jerry Springer, right? <laughs> I, just, I think you've got to be really suspicious if an eight-year-old shows up at your house Claiming yeah. to be, especially if you are a fabulously wealthy celebrity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at this. She's providing documentation, too. Birth she's certificate. Ready. Man, she's, she's, she's got it all lined up. Yeah, she's, she's got the papers, man. It's official. She's got she's pretty, she's got her head on straight for an eight year old. Oh no, but she gets distracted by shiny objects. <laughs> yeah. Did Tom Brady has? Is there like a Brady edition pinball machine out there? Oh. I, is there, oh, can you, is there a collector's edition? You get the you can find one for the Patriots if they want to find one for the Bucks. Oof. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, uh, here's this agent. We have got oh. a. Yeah, let's just give Disney a round of applause for being so progressive, having a female agent in this film. I mean, that is just ugh, breaking barriers, <laughs> glass ceiling. And luckily, she has great maternal instincts to help care for the child. <laughs> Is that sexist? That may be sexist. <laughs> we have to look back. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it only took us—I don't know—10, 15 minutes again, to film again, before once, we kind of get once, off the rails. <laughs> once, once again. Uh, this is a, a cheaper casted version of uh, of Three Men and a Baby. You, if you don't use a baby, it's easier because you don't have to trade out different uh, babies. You know, every couple of minutes because they get tired. And also, uh, the rock is big enough to be three guys. Obviously, just evidently the dog gets very tired though listening to Jared. Yeah. yeah. Is the dog one of the men in this film? You think? Like you know, like. <laughs> You got Joe, the dog, the agent. That's three people, and then well, the no, baby. there is there's a there's a woman that's their friend that shows up. So that's who Kira said was playing. There was a fourth person there. So I'm just uh -oh. saying that it's it between uh, Joe Kingman and the dog are enough to be uh, Tom Selleck and uh, and all the rest. You know, uh, they they would be Ted Danson and uh, Steve Gutenberg. 
Yeah, I try not to like bang on the keyboard to remember this, so you know, it's just whatever. <laughs> there are plenty of um articles caught relating Tom Brady to a pinball wizard, but there does not appear to be a uh, Tom Brady uh pinball machine. Uh, well, sounds like we're have a we we have a money making opportunity here. Assuming we can bypass that whole NFL licensing situation. Well, I just there. think what it confirms is that Joe Kingman is everything Tom Brady isn't. Ooh, a winner. <laughs> Good looking. <laughs> you, you can that's... successful. You can, in fact, get uh, plenty of different NFL uh, pinball machines. So, um, there's a Super Bowl 51. There's a one from 2001. Uh, they tend to run, run about seven thousand dollars. How yeah. much? Seven thousand six nine nine nine. Seven grand. That's okay. kind of high for hey, listeners. We need you to send in your donations. Yeah. <laughs> David said he can front the first fifty percent. We need the other fifty percent come to come from our loyal listeners. No, I think that was the first fifty cent. Jeff. <laughs> oh, sorry, I misheard you. I, I think uh, the internet connection was a little rough there. Yeah, Diet Fresca. Uh, <laughs> all right i've already i've already used the um people also search for to figure out what we already what we actually want which is a nascar nascar pinball machine yes it is what we want it's a thousand dollars cheaper and it might have daryl waltrip saying something when you do something awesome and that's all i want in life <laughs> nascar's having a rough go of it right now have you been following the drama they're having in their iRacing racing series so like they're not going to have any drivers left when there's time to get back on the track because they're all fired because they can't save on the internet. <laughs> why are you broadcasting the conversations between the drivers and their spotters? Well, it has been pretty entertaining, Andrew. <laughs> well, it's a I very, mean, very you loose color language. Not, yeah. You got to promise that you're not going to fire people for doing those things. Can um, I tell you about the rabbit hole that led me down? Uh, it turns out that there are a lot of people who broadcast a lot of conversations between crew chiefs and spotters and drivers, and there are some real insane things that happen during. If you if you just find your way to YouTube and and start listening to some of those, it is incredible. It turns out when these people wreck, um, it's never their own fault. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I... <laughs> that seems that seems legit. Like there, how else would you uh, would you ever get back into a car? <laughs> That's you true. Right? That you caused a wreck. Yeah, I I am annoyed at the I am annoyed at the Rocks car because his license plate is thematically inconsistent. Mojo, like all of the Elvis stuff he has, you're telling me that he doesn't have the personalized plates. The King. Oh, interesting. Is it? There, That's so, a plot hole right there. I, so I'm gonna fill in the gap for you. There is a uh, there's an 80 year old man who lives in the outskirts of uh, a Boston, probably in Worcester or some place like that, uh, who actually has the license plates to King, and no amount of money could Joe Kingman give him to give that license plate up. Just that, that just that was on the cutting room floor. That didn't quite make it in, but it was there. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, we didn't need to see one more uh, instance of him being not the greatest person. You know, talking about NASCAR, did you guys hear that NASCAR is resuming in North Carolina later this uh, later in May? With so, no fans. I think it's South Carolina, right? Darlington? 
I did see the, that. The Carolinas, and yeah, that's right. Darlington's in South, and then well, to, 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 to David's point, better with no fans than no drivers. <laughs> I think you know, they had to get back sooner, otherwise the whole series is going to go under. <laughs> By the way, if you're watching along and know where we are in this film, uh, Joe Kingman has eaten some cookies with, I believe, nuts in them, and he's allergic to nuts, so he has a speech impediment now because we were not so sensitive back in 2007. <laughs> So what we basically have now is Bobby Boucher. Oh, cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, cinnamon. He's allergic to cinnamon, huh? Cinnamon. 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 Not nuts, cinnamon. My bad. He's got to give an interview like this, doesn't he? I, yeah. I know. I think you have to call in sick at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for an NFL team, it looks like their indoor practice facility is kind of bland, but I guess it works. <laughs> I'm that, too. Um, this was... Yeah. They actually... This feels like a place where they used the they used exterior shots for one for one place, and then they came interior to somewhere else. I, this, this was actually, like a branded facility. This is like the uh, the actual Patriots facility. They're they're just no nonsense there. <laughs> no frills. Let's get the job done. You know, Belichick seems like the type of guy he would not give so, his team water breaks. <laughs> just saying. So the the half life on. Uh, on Looney Tunes references like that actually landing for anyone was already on the downswing. And they're like five years later, you couldn't have made a suffer and suck attached reference and actually had anyone get it. Right. Right. That is true. <laughs> Only the old geezers like us understand it anymore. Yeah. And we're unwilling to show it to our children for many <laughs> reasonable reasons. <laughs> it's always fun watching old cartoons. Go, Ooh, yeah, that, that's yeah. going to be uh can't show them that one. <laughs> yeah. Cringe the whole time. Yeah, you, when you when you're scrolling through Disney Plus and you see may contain outdated cultural depictions. <laughs> uh, Is it bad that my 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 uh, my uh, older grandpa was saying, "Hey, where's Song of the South on here?" Really love that one. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> oh. In all honesty, I think we need to be able to see that one. But I think we're just going to drop that conversation now. Move yeah. back to the movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's go to that. Yeah. Just saying, Disney has a big theme ride named after the whole film and such. And yeah. yet, no one can watch it. <laughs> so, How many eight-year-old girls what? do you think are allowed in the locker room? Yeah. And how And how? What? I, I'm sorry to say, but do they do they usually stay this close for this long post game or post okay. practice? <laughs> they do like, when Disney's she, filming. I, well, that's that's the hilarious thing. Like she's forced to wear the blindfold, but like everybody's dressed except for Kingman. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure all people brush their teeth right after the game too. Well, it's practice. I mean, maybe he's got to get all the grass and dirt out of your throat. (laughs) All the the astroturf out of your teeth. Fun trivia question. So, uh, so you all, Oh my God. Many of you know that the, that the rock played football at, at the U, um, and went undrafted, which is hard to believe based on the, uh, physique that, that he now possesses. But does anybody know who the first overall pick was in the draft that, uh, after the draw, after the uh, the Rock came out of Miami, what, what year was, was it? It would have been the '95 draft. 
Eddie George. Keyshawn Johnson. I will give you a hint. Carson had, Palmer. Carson Palmer. Well, it, it's <laughs> you, you, there is a connection. Um, it has to do with the Cincinnati Bengals and not being able to draft players. Kajana Carter. It was Kajana Carter. Oh. It was the number one pick. Yes. He, he, oh, he, man. Here's the thing. It, it's one of those things you can't really blame the Bengals so much on that. That was just some really bad luck. He just he was healthy as anything in college mostly, and then in the NFL he just blew out one knee, got healthy, blew out the other knee, got healthy, and then I think blew out his knee. Sure like, a running back number one overall. Yeah, that was pretty much the. Like, end that of may that. never happen again. No, probably not. This was this, this this was the nineties. Yeah. Running back still had still had value. Was also the Bengals. It was also the Bengals. They've now cut Andy Dalton. Yeah. Well, you count eighteen million dollars against the salary cap. I don't think you have much of a choice as a backup quarterback. I guess, but I mean, Burrow's base. I don't know. I mean, I don't understand what's going on. So Jameis Winston's playing playing for a million bucks. Cam Newton is unsigned. Joe Packers is going to go with Ryan Hoyer. I don't. I don't understand the NFL anymore. The, this the, is the, 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 let me tell you, I'm I'm convinced that that this coronavirus had some like un unrecognized impact on NFL GMs because when free agency hit, like all crap broke loose with like the quarterback market that I still cannot completely understand. This never happens. Like this doesn't happen in the NFL. So. I think I think I have an explanation for it, and I think that the NFL just lagged a, a year behind uh, baseball in terms of having that same issue. Like, suddenly you get into this free agency thing where you think that the class that's coming in for draft is so much better than anything that's available, or you're trying to play some sort of money ball, and the whole the whole league has tried to do it all at once. And you notice how quickly like that got corrected for um, in the past offseason off season in the uh, MLB. So I think maybe if we, you know, you can weather it. Um, Cam Newton might not get his payday this year, but I suspect next year, everything will start to even itself out again. It is a thing in the NFL though, where like, if you look historically, teams win, teams not named the Patriots win championships when their quarterbacks in, in his first contract. Once you pay these guys, I mean, it's the, it's the Seahawks problem, right? Like when they're, when they've got Russell Williams, or Russell Wilson, you know, playing for a pittance, they can put together this historically great defense and, and win titles. Um, that's a lot harder once you've got a you get such a big cap hit with these quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, the same thing is likely to happen with the Chiefs, right? Like once Mahomes really is getting paid, it just it messes everything up in a salary cap league. That's why I I'm intrigued by the idea of having a a separate quarterback salary cap for, for teams to just kind of account for that problem. Well, don't the Chiefs already have that issue? Didn't they have something like $37 like of, <laughs> yeah. of, of cap space or something a few weeks ago? That's efficiency, man. <laughs> I mean, it was quite well, impressive seeing it that low. Like $37 I, split for the day? No, the year. <laughs> like, I'm, all, I'm also coming around to the idea that um, – something besides the salary cap needs to be the way that we try to work through competitive balance because the teams that are good 
somehow continue to still be good. And then they make, they just, their revenue goes up and up and up, but because the salary cap doesn't uh, go up at the same rate, they're able to make a lot more money. Um, oh, well, looks like, uh, okay. We're not talking about, we're not talking about the Stan Stanford cheating scandal. Now we're let the whole, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So mom does not appear to know exactly where little Peyton is. <laughs> it's quite a blinged out uh, cell phone that she's got there. Yeah. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. Look, check out that Man. Motorola flip that the uh, um, mom is rocking say. there. How many how many lines of before and after are there going to be in our lifetime? Because there's definitely before and after the iPhone, right? Oh yeah, I remember being the lone holdout amongst uh, amongst many of you guys in wanting a phone that didn't have a hinge on it, and everybody saying, "Oh no no no, you definitely want to have a flip phone. You need to just get over it, have a flip phone." And then like 2010 came along, and now we've all just got black bars. <laughs> Oh. Is this the part where Joe talks about his bed's worth ten thousand dollars, or is that later in the film? His bed's worth ten thousand dollars. Therapeutic, therapeutic massage bed that's like ten grand. I'm like, holy crap! If you're spending ten grand on a bed, I want to try this bed out. <laughs> I think you have to um, need to sleep at least uh, ten hours a night to get the value out of that bed over the lifetime, right? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, you mean no, I mean, here's the thing. And, and probably in today's terms, if Joe Kingman was a real quarterback playing today, he's probably sleeping in an ego chamber right now. You know, he's just going ahead and say, ah, go ahead and knock me out for 14 hours and just sleep in this chamber with oxygen pumped in and, like, those things they put on, like, your body to, like, uh, oh, whoa. Ooh, oh, to, to Does he have a... Does he have a carpet made out of old pieces of tire? It does sort of look like... I thought it was like uh, old shopping bags or something. You know, that's that's so true. That Joe Kingman does seem like a very eco-friendly type of person. <laughs> I like that we got the regatta shot there. You you know you're in Boston. Oh. On the water. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, uh, that's probably and this is too. the beginning. <laughs> this is the beginning of the of like what what brought us the modern rock right there. I, this scene, this scene is not was not actually in the movie originally. This is just in between takes. They decided to keep filming as the rock made his normal breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> this there's no ad, there's no is, acting there. Wait, the, dis I, the disappointing I'm a thing confused. is, were you guys thinking this was like a fictional movie? This is a yeah, well, the, Andrew. the problem is that they that they cut the camera too quickly because shortly after this, uh, the Rock breaks into his own rendition of uh, of um, of the Gaston song, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the most underrated Disney songs ever. By the way, I think the Rock would be a pretty good Gaston, actually. I uh, yeah, he definitely would have been better. Like, I don't have any deep-seated like dislike of the guy who played Gaston except he looked a little um he looked a little fake in the live action one I would have loved to seen a, a rock Gaston yeah 
So so the 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 rock back in the game plan era could have played Gaston. He can't do it now because no, no, no. there's no way that somebody could have ever yeah. become that buff back in those days. No, no, no. He would just hey, no, break no, no. Now that he's grown, he eats five dozen eggs, so he's roughly the size of a barge. That man on screen is not roughly the size of a barge. <laughs> the modern rock is. I stand by it. So here's if he's eating five dozen eggs a day, isn't that like gonna just send his cholesterol like out of his <laughs> mouth at this point? That's good cholesterol. Our, our, yeah. oh, our modern understanding of cholesterol is that it doesn't really accumulate through the food we eat. It's mostly a genetic issue. Oh, of course. Do you think yeah. they do that in the times of Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> it's the same with sugar too. It's mostly mostly hereditary. So eat as much as you want. I've heard, I've heard, this, I've heard the same thing about the eat even less fat. sugar, David. Like no sugar. Does this also apply for uh, burritos, uh, jalapenos, burritos, and tacos? You know. <laughs> I'm gonna go with yes. You have, you have awesome. to get rid of the you have to get rid of the wrappers, but yeah, then you can eat all the um, all the meat you want. Oh, here comes the psycho babysitter. Yeah, we're we're selecting our nanny. Uh, I that I don't know that Joe made the best choice there. I, Joe looked like no. he went for someone based on looks instead of talent. Also interesting that they can, they have the auditions like at practice. Yeah. You see I, that? You're supposed when selecting a nanny, you're supposed to hold up a picture of Robin Williams dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire and look for the person who matches that the closest. <laughs> <That> <laughs> well, the first lady didn't look much different. Uh, see, see, we've got the foil here. We got the family yeah. man. And then Somebody got- in the background. <laughs> Not Somebody the in the background there was driving a Bentley, and that's the guy who's living the life I want to live. So Joe's got restaurant. It, it seems strange, though. You're about to start the playoff run. This is not the best time to have the premiere of your restaurant, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I, Joe, I, if I was his advisor, I would tell Joe, I, like, I don't think opening a restaurant's the best idea. Listen, is it fails 80 to 90% of the time. It's hard to break a profit out of it. And just lending your yeah. name to it, it's 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 a big risk. I would stay away from it. But Side note, do these scenes with, like, these huge crowds make anybody else nervous now that uh, I'm like, holy smokes, why are they so close together? Oh, I'm assuming they <laughs> all have Nobody have a mask on in that whole place. Yeah, they all have COVID-19. They're all, they're, you know, four out of five will be fine, but the one out of five aren't, aren't going to do too well, so... Here's a question I have for you. Do you think that perhaps Johnny Manziel watched the game plan a little too much, and <laughs> that's perhaps that's perhaps why his career took the direction that it did? Nice sprinkler by that guy, by the way. And uh, yeah, you know Johnny Manziel actually kind of has like the same haircut. You know, thinking about you know maybe he did a little, little, little less success on the uh, on the football field, but yeah. So, I have been uh, I've been to two restaurants in the New York area that lended their name that had their names uh from a famous baseball player that have both since gone under. Um mm-hmm. Mickey Mantles at the uh on Central Park South is gone. Uh and then uh Mariano Rivera had a restaurant in New Rochelle. Um oh. just saying let's are you saying he, he, else he, tough he, industry he, man. He could he couldn't save it, huh? Oh got it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Joe, I think you forgot somebody. This is the part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get my girl. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a risky three-point turn there. So yeah. there was no one on the street except for the one guy, <laughs> like directly behind him, with a honk at him. 
I don't think Boston's that accurate. <laughs> well, actually, I guess today's that accurate. Oh, oh dear. Uh, just the dark a, ass. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> How are you going to spin this, guys? Okay, so. <laughs> all right. I, I, I did PR emphasis in college. So the best way to describe this is saying, you screwed up, apologize, and put the little girl in front if she's so charismatic and uh, let her talk her way out of this for you. Micah, what would you do if I left you at a restaurant party? Get mommy. You get mommy, of course. That's what this little girl should have done. Mm. But is it mommy in like Africa right now helping with the water situation? Africa. Oh, that guy, even if nothing else was going on, that guy right there, he said he had a throat tickle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, now Joe's got to change vehicles. Uh, and, and, and once again, he is, he is fa- like he has failed to get uh, to get out in front of this in the correct way, because like I said, Two cars back from him in the parking lot was a guy with a Bentley. If you need to be the old dude who's got the who's got the kid and you've got to you've got the money to drive the Bentley, man, is perfectly fine. It was a bold move for him to go ahead and sign the newspaper with the bad dad headline on it. Yeah, I know. You gotta think that'll be worth some money. Also, you said he's getting ready to start a playoff run, right? So that would mean that this is December or January? Uh, they had a New Year's pro- New Year Day yeah. party. So they January. definitely they definitely filmed this movie in the fall because those were fall colors in the background oh, <laughs> in the geez. trees. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I hope oh, they fire somebody. Tell for you that the same thing I told you about Rookie of the Year a week ago. Don't look too close. <laughs> oh wait, those are Gillette. <laughs> yeah, uh, it does say yeah. Gillette. That's awesome. They sure do. Wow. So they, so they got permission to film at the stadium, but not to use the name. That's great. Man. You know how much work they had to do to cover up, like, all the New England Patriots signage that surround that stadium so they didn't, like, have copyright infringement or whatever? So That's they, a lot of work. So I have an intro. I have a, a question about or a thought about that. Um, David, you've been to the space prison in New Jersey, right? I have. I have. Yeah. You remember how there's no branding oh, whatsoever true. for yeah. either of the two teams? That they would be the ideal banners. place to film something, really. Yeah. So and also, I, if it's science fiction and you're on the moon, it's perfect for that as well. Yeah. So what I, I wonder if uh, if that might also not be true at almost any football stadium. They just kind of mostly have uh, don't have signage on the inside. So whenever you need to have a concert, it doesn't suddenly say, you know, the bugs uh-huh. behind you or something. Where can I so, get some Boston Rebels like merchandise? You think Disney, <laughs> well, Disney World will have that if I go to one of the theme parks? <laughs> why don't they have a? You know, why, where's our like game plan ride? You know, at one of the parks. I mean, don't you think they should have that? I mean, they. I, I mean, this ride. is this is pretty much on Muddy Ducks level, right? Is that what you're saying, Jared? Yeah, oh, dude, let's have that first. Let's get a Muddy Mighty Ducks ride, and then we'll focus on the game plan ride. <laughs> Can't miss. So the, the nanny has been fired now. Um, I am just wondering, have any of you ever had a job as short-lived as hers? Have you, in fact, been fired on your first day of work? And why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Not that I can think no. of. 
All of my jobs have been multiple mooches in length. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Peyton's doing her work. She's she getting. Yeah. She's a natural. She's going to be now, a now, now David, when, when you when you've uh, gone to a new church, have they ever wanted to fire you on the first day? I guess is the the question. Oh yeah, no, I mean, there's no doubt about that. But like Joe, I have cute kids, and that helps tremendously. Right, Micah? No, you're not cute. No. For the record, Micah is not cute. And he cannot beat me at basketball. Uh, Jared, it does look like uh, you, you can buy a lot of unlicensed Boston Rebels gear um, on places like Tee Public. Uh, you, can get your, <laughs> you can get yourself plenty of Boston Rebels t-shirts, uh, stickers, um, sweatshirts. Uh, looks like they even have a... Um, a night an eight a number eighty five jersey that you can pick up. Where is my jo- what about what about the Joe Kingman? Can I get a Joe Kingman? Yeah, who story? is eighty five? Uh, wide receiver. Uh, Morris Chestnut Travis Sanders. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. What I really what I really like is that there's um, Boston Rebel. There's apparently a Boston Rebels basketball team with a twenty three on it. And I just feel like that's ripping off Jordan in some strange way. <laughs> so uh, Joe has taken his daughter to the ballerina school that uh, painting was supposed to be in the first place, or or painting wanted to go to. Oh, oh dear, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great job, Joe! They're laughing at you. It's weird. There's a little bit of like tension between joe and the instructor here i don't know if you guys are picking up on it yeah i am it's too subtle it's, it's very it's very sensual sensual tension <laughs> the other ladies are kind of eyeing joe as well yeah jeez. so he he may not be oh no <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. I was, who among us hasn't had that problem before you know yeah. So that that is that is definitely the closest to like a gender reversal of a uh, Disney princess film trope I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I think it's also pretty much what happens when The Rock walks down the street. Jared, can you confirm? I, I can. When I saw The Rock walk down the street in Gornsville, all ten people <laughs> in the street just stopped in awe and just said, "Whoa, it, that is." The Rock and Dwayne turned around and said, "Correct, correction. That's Dwayne Johnson, not The Rock." That's president. Yeah, president. President The Rock, future president. Yeah. Can you imagine if he's president? His opening, his his first. Every time he has to address the nation, instead of saying "my fellow Americans," he will say, "Finally, (laughs) (laughs) The Rock." has come on to talk to you about the stimulus package. <laughs> I think it's just going to be great when he concludes every call with a foreign leader by saying, the rock says they put you at the bottom of the <laughs> And then he ends with every call, every address to the nation. Can you smell? <laughs> 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 
and then he goes and pulls out his sunglasses. I, I appreciate the rock. For some reason, I feel to... like we're living through this already. I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> In a different pre- way. With a lot I appreciate less the rock for trying to bring back the like fashion scarf for for men. I don't know how successful it really was, but he was out there in public rocking the fashion scarf. Yeah, have, have either of you, have any of you ever rocked the fashion scarf or attempted to? Uh, yeah, do it every day during COVID nineteen. <laughs> no choice. Oh, by the way, they shaked up some Coca Cola. Oh, I'm sorry, we can't say that. Some cola based product that's in the red can. <laughs> oh, I don't know that it is Coca Cola, oh. isn't it? <laughs> They, they, they didn't right, so miss, it, they, among they didn't the uh, the members of the virtual drive-in, which of us is most like that guy? <laughs> what? I like to, to think that I'm. I like to think that I'm Kingman in our in our quartet. <laughs> <laughs> so you do this to another from one of us if we if you need to. I would. Kingman. I would. <laughs> So, David, we were at the Mexican restaurant earlier this fall, and <laughs> I got those steak fries, and I had a piece of cheese or steak hanging down. Would you come over there and say, oh, let me help you there? That been, David, that has been so sweet of you, bud. Thank you. And thank you again for buying, buying the chips for us at the table at the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been waiting for my reimbursement check. I don't know. Maybe my the mail has been slow lately. Oh, yeah. This is this is what happens when the smart home is smarter than you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joe, you're killing Tip us. Button, button, tip button, they'll change it. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually what happened to me when I was trying to fire up this movie earlier. Here's the thing: Does Joe not have DVR capability just to rewind and watch the play? That 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 would be a, a huge oversight given how uh, advanced his his. And how sweet it's here. Have you seen how much they charge for DVR? Not everyone can afford that. <sighs> I guess it's wait, 12 months a month. Wait, you still have cable? That adds up. <laughs> yeah, 2007 was just a different time. What do you think the internet speed at this house was? I mean, back in 2007, what do you think? Oh, Maybe 50 megs max? Not, not even getting ready to like, light the place up, it looks like. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this in movies before. Look at that tub. That's a bathtub? Sweet. Small, sweet small mother t- of Jesus. I mean, small TV, though, to watch. I mean, that's a small... I mean, maybe it's a control pad, but that looks like a, it's supposed yeah. to be a TV as well. That's a small TV for a bathroom. Very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that is never good. Oh, thanks to this have happened in my house before. Joe Kingman has certainly never uh, <laughs> washed washed his dog with his own hands. Here's the thing: <laughs> did, the fact did you the look like he's jumping into the water? He's jumping in like he wants to break his neck. The <laughs> <laughs> oh. rock commits to physical comedy. Well, don't worry. There's a real there's a real funny part later in the movie with physical comedy in the championship game. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, because all championship games should have physical comedy. <laughs> I mean, I laughed. <laughs> David, you know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. It's going to be good. <laughs> oh, the he game has bedazzled ball. his game ball. 
That's pretty competent use of the Bedazzler. Also, somebody must have bought her some add-on packs because I remember those kind of toys and kits from the uh, from the you know early aughts. They did not uh, they did not tend to come with more than like twenty of those gems or whatever. Who says so, that we're not a worldly podcast? <laughs> we know about bedazzling. So, so I have yeah. to say, so we recently just bought a set of Tinker Toys for our son here. And it's got like 100 pieces in the box, except what we realized is that it's 100 pieces, but it's only really like four big pieces and then a bunch of connectors. So you really can't build hardly anything with like the 100 pieces that we just bought. Yeah, that was... I don't know if you remember the uh, the old school, like before they only exclusively sold Lego kits, you, you could get like the box that had like five or 600 Lego pieces in it. You could build almost anything with that. Yeah, we can build like a circle right now with a hundred piece Tinker toy set. Wow. Dude, I can get a Boston Rebels like throw pillow for the couch. Nice. There you go. 21 bucks. That's a steal. (laughs) That'll really get me through these tough times of the pandemic. All right, they're flooding into. Hey, I've been I've been in that stadium multiple yeah, times. And welcome to uh, a stadium that they can't really probably say because of copyright issues. But I'll give you a hit. It's located in Denver, or at least <laughs> the uh, the entrance point was. I don't know where they're playing now. <laughs> do you know? Uh, do, do you know what that stadium is currently called now? Uh, the house that Elway built. Ah. Peyton's place. That would make sense because Peyton's in the movie. <laughs> I call it Mile High Stadium, but I know that's not the yes. name of it. It it is now, uh, after bouncing around and not have, really having a name for quite a while, is now called uh, Empower Field at Mile High. Uh, what is Empower? I do not know. <laughs> that's real good branding there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Is it a retirement fund? Maybe it's a retirement home. Or is it energy? Oh, jeez. Empower Retirement. Yep. Mm. After Sports Authority went bankrupt, of course. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. I was a run through that stadium. There was a, there was a year of glory where it was called Bronco Stadium at Mile High. You'd think for that year they could have just reverted back to Mile High Stadium. I, I think they had all the branding that said something stadium at Mile High. <laughs> trying to save on the signage. Yeah. That year, you could still read the word Sports Authority on the um, on parts of the concrete. Um, it was only once Empower became the name sponsor that they paid for somebody to power wash away the old yeah. stuff. Yeah. I guessing I'm guessing the Broncos never got to see that sponsorship money for that year. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Jared, mean default on your payment? <clears throat> is that some Elvis on on in the background there for you? Uh, that, for you, that Jared? is that is that is. Oh look 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 at the rock. He's just flexing the pecs for the uh, ballerina teacher. I don't think she's impressed here. <sighs> she seems to be a very stubborn woman. <laughs> 
This song. Y'all, I, I've, I've said it once. I'll say it again. If I looked like that, like I would never wear a shirt. Like, like the ballerina. Just, well, well, I mean. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could take that either way. I mean, oh, Mike, clo- close your ears. <laughs> I, I think this cart is about to fall off the track again, guys. <laughs> let, let, let the record show that it wasn't me doing it this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That look he just made, I think every man has made that look at some point in his life. <laughs> there you go. So they say this is like a little homage to Lynn Swan, who took ballet classes very famously when he was in the NFL. I feel like it's almost a certainty that both The Rock, the actor, and Joe Kingman, the football player, had already taken a ballet class before this time. You know, who, you know who he reminds me a little bit of in his football style? A legendary player from the past, Twinkle Toes Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen him in his football glory, he, he'd really get up on the toes and was like kind of dance down the field. So, so, so speaking of wide receivers and Len Swan, Jared, do you know who the Redskins drafted in the 1995 NFL draft in the first round? 95. Oh, oh, that was no, 90, was 90, no, 95 was Westbrook. Michael Westbrook. It was, it was Michael Westbrook out of Colorado. I like to, I like to call him knockout Michael Westbrook because he punched <laughs> the crap out of that running back Steven Davis in training camp. <laughs> That's a pretty classic Redskins move. <sighs> what does yeah. Steven Davis do to Eric Michael Westbrook. I mean, I still, we still have never really gotten answers on that. You know, at least I haven't. I may have to do research, but uh, oddly enough, Stephen Davis was the most, much more productive player um, of that draft. In fact, he was, he's actually probably one of the best Redskins to ever take the field. Um, All right. So, David, you suggested this movie. What ballet movies are you trying to get us to watch now by having uh, the argument that ballet is a real sport baked into this movie? (laughs) I mean, that's that's this really is not a football movie. It's a ballet movie that's masquerading as a football film. Are you um, angling for Black Swan next week or something? <laughs> oh boy. I've watched Black Swan two times. I have to confess, I still don't think I understand it. <laughs> How awkward was it watching Black Swan? <laughs> well, in all defense, the attire is fairly similar. I mean, you're both you're basically wearing you know tight pants, regardless of whether you're playing football or doing sure. ballet. So. Both helmets and both. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that that if you're if you're doing ballet, you should wear a helmet. I mean, you want to try I falling would... on your head? <laughs> oh, this is my favorite drill when I was in playing middle school football. Uh, I say that sarcastically. Yeah, I don't think it's anybody's favorite these, drill. These these suck. <laughs> Looks like Kingman's just really doesn't have to do it though. That's nice. yeah. Looks like he's really engaged. He's like uh, like a kicker here. You know, they kind of get excluded from. From all uh, strenuous activities. Yeah, it's still a kicker. Just practice kicking. <laughs> Just go over there and kick. YouTube punter. <laughs> oh. oh, actually, fun fact. I think uh, I read that this woman that is the mother 
in Africa right now. She also played April O'Neil in Ninja Turtles 2 and 3. Oh, so, now that's an accomplished actress. It is, right? I mean... Well, except except that, that, that they made a Ninja Turtles 3. Not yeah. her fault, though. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that one. No, but the video game, the Nintendo game for Ninja Turtles 3 was on point. So, it was like, as of, like, in the film, it was bad? <laughs> no, 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 way better. Way better than the other earlier ones. Uh. Oh, come on now. The Turtles the arcade game, that was the, the top of the top of the crop there. It was hard, but yeah, it was yeah, I think it was just it was too difficult was the problem. I could, I was decent at the arcade game. The original Ninja Turtles the movie game, that one there was a jump that I could never make like about two thirds of the way through the mo- through the game. Drove me crazy. The other day, I played Scattergories by computer with, like, some friends, you know, on the internet. So the letter was H, and the category was video game. What would you say? Oh. See, that's what happened to me. Oh, wow. Halo. Halo. There, yeah. Oh, yeah. There Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo whatever the other well, thing. Pick one. I, but I, I couldn't I couldn't come up with it. It was embarrassing. I later thought of Hydlide, which was one of the worst NES games ever made. <laughs> I would just start doing movies because chances are the movie was also made into a game. So like Highlander, I'm sure there's a game based on that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no. Nice. He really does have a lot of memorabilia from the king there. Yeah. Hey, man, when you're Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you could go ahead and do whatever you want. Hey, there's another brand that doesn't exist in that carnation anymore. Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. They dropped the donuts They're like a year ago. Yeah. You know, it makes sense that they have to put that in here because, you know, it's Boston. Boston loves oh, her. Yeah. They loved her yeah. Dunkin'. You think it's weird that Joe says, "Yeah, hey, I want to watch some NASCAR," especially being in Boston. You know, they're not exactly big uh, NASCAR fans, I think, in the Northeast. <laughs> hey, man, everybody needs to sleep on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about NASCARs could get their highest ratings ever, probably because they just want. Oh my God, it's some sort of sport. <laughs> you wouldn't really think that the football quarterback would need to sleep on a Sunday afternoon, though. <laughs> Wait, you're right. What game is he? What what race is he watching? <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's a tape delay, you know, <laughs> or a, sat, a Saturday. Um, no, that was it. That was a daytime race. Also, why are they doing NASCAR in January? They don't start racing until February. <laughs> okay. Oh I boy. We need to ask the more important question, which what does it mean? That his motto in life is never say no. Like, are we certain that's the way to go through this world? I don't think that's a good way for, um, ooh, ooh, what's he? <laughs> his girlfriend's coming oh. home, Jared. Yeah. Oh. Who, 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 doesn't have, who doesn't have that issue? Hair. Yeah. Well, other than Jared. Uh, boy, she looks like she, she's got a mean looking attitude going right there I said that was um oh this is a that's a dirty trick yeah 
Girl he's mode. got a whole closet for, full of uh, chain L bags, so, you know. <laughs> that's to know. God forbid we mention that name. We don't want to get sued. <laughs> it's another fun fact about the uh, the '95 draft. The Buccaneers and Patriots, both with the Tom Brady connections, made out pretty well as they both drafted two future Hall of Famers in the draft, with the Buccaneers drafting Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks, and the Patriots drafting Ty Law and Curtis Martin. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a pretty good, pretty good draft for both of those teams. If you want to go back and see a future draft, Go look into, I think, the 1993 NFL draft. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. That was the year that Charlie Ward did not go to the NFL? That was the year that the Colts had the first two picks in the draft, and they missed on both. <laughs> they had the top two picks? Yes, they did. Wow. How did well, that happen? Uh, I don't well, I think they were the worst team the year before, <laughs> and I think they had a trade <laughs> on the. Well, I, I, Jared, we grew up in, the, in that era. <laughs> the, the Colts spent a lot of years as a really bad team in the nineties. Yep. Yeah, well, except in, except in the late nineties, and they got good. Remember, they almost beat Pittsburgh to go to the Super Bowl <laughs> in the uh, with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, okay, no, it's the ninety-two draft. Nineteen ninety-two draft. Sorry, not ninety-three. My apologies. Let me pull it up here. Yes, the 1992 draft. It's known because the 1992 draft is right now the earliest draft, or the the most recent draft right now that's um, over, I think, like 20-plus years old, so all the players are retired. And there's not one player in that draft that's been selected or will be probably be selected for the Hall of Fame. Which which year is this? 92? 92. Oh, man, I have to look at this. Early picks. Let's see who is... Let's see who I even... Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is... This is this is a pile of hot garbage right here. <laughs> Did any of these people actually ever make the Pro Bowl, much less the Hall of Fame? Man. <laughs> oh, Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard was fun. Well, kinda. I mean, he really. The Redskins traded up to get him, and he was a big miss. He was only with Washington for a few years, and then he was posted on the unprotected list for the expansion draft for the Panthers and Jaguars, and he got claimed by Jacksonville. So even the Redskins were like, after a few years, like, he's not padding out like we thought. They initially drafted him not for his receiving skills, but for a kick-returning skills. Who spins the fourth overall pick for a kick-returner? Joe Gibbs, what were you thinking? (laughs) So, uh, why do you think it is that uh, the bedazzling thing in particular pushed 
Kingman over the edge whenever Elvis spent the last half of his life in only bedazzled clothes in Vegas? <laughs> yeah, that's I a mean, good question. Maybe he just thought, maybe he just thinks he's not yet quite yet to late career Elvis stylings. Oh, oh singing I, too. I, no. This is a preview of his uh, great prowess uh, later on in Moana. Yeah, yes. surprisingly a good, a decent singer. <laughs> the man is like he can do anything. I think I would watch the, he, the, man the could be Dwayne president. Johnson Variety Hour, man. I think I would watch the Dwayne Johnson Variety Hour where he just walks in in a ridiculous, like, red cowboy suit and hat and sings a song and then introduces other people. <laughs> well, here's the main thing I've learned from this movie. In 1992, there were 12 rounds in the NFL draft. Oh, my gosh. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it also just emphasizes how bad the 92 draft was. 12 rounds and not one Hall of Famer. The, the Hokies had a guy picked number 334 overall. He was picked right after a player from Humboldt State. <laughs> this, this is how this Rick, is how you Freeman Basinger went to the Patriots from Humboldt State. So this is how you know that uh like this is how you the last person selected in the draft is named Mr. Irrelevant, right? Whenever there are twelve rounds. Yeah, really. And, th- and then you scroll to the bottom, notable undrafted players. How in the world can you have notable undrafted <laughs> players when you have twelve <laughs> rounds? <notable. laughs> It'd be great if there was a Hall of Famer among that group. The this draft was so bad they missed out on the one good player. <laughs> Well, that is quite an impressive draft right there. <laughs> Gosh. You know, Joe, he got off on the wrong foot What with leaving his daughter at the restaurant and all that, but he's actually turning out to be a pretty decent dad here. Yeah, I think there's some potential. There's some potential here for uh, him to uh, really come through here and become a... a a father figure for this young little lady. So, uh, well, he, well, he ought to be Jared. I mean, he is her father, right? <laughs> this is big if true. <laughs> oh my lord! Every every father's worst nightmare here. Wow, Mid- take, Mid- taking a, taking a bunch of girls to. Oh my god. Wow, for mid to late uh, January, they look like they still kept the Christmas decorations up at the mall. That's pretty lazy of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, when the NFL draft started, it was nine rounds long, immediately expanded to 10, and then a couple of years later to 20. By 1943, it was 30 rounds long. If if it was that long now, they'd still be drafting. <laughs> By 1967, it was dropped to 17, and in 77, it was dropped to 12. Perhaps in part because of the disaster in 1992. By 1994, it was dropped to seven rounds. <laughs> <laughs> the draft was so bad, they had to change the rules. 
Well, the ballerina teacher's yeah. there. Oh. I, so which Disney starlet is covering the uh, Love and Spoonful here? This movie really has pretty good music. You think The Rock is on the soundtrack? I hope so. If, if so, that may be my... When the revenue starts pouring in from the virtual drive-in, that may be my first purchase. A little tribute to this week's episode. I mean, come on, don't you already subscribe to a service? The soundtrack's got to be on there. I use a little thing called Napster, Andrew. You may be familiar with it. <laughs> don't they still charge 10 bucks a month now like everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> If you couldn't download it in 1998 off Napster, I don't want it. <laughs> I started downloading something in 1998 off Napster, and I think I'm still <laughs> waiting for it to finish. Spoiler alert. It's not going to be what you're expecting. <laughs> Actually, the, the real question is, do you think you have any or how many um, MP3s from Napster do you still have because you're a digital pack rat? <laughs> <laughs> this thing's know, old have, man. Hey, I got this one downloaded last night. I would, I would have to go through, through my computer and see. I'm sure I probably still have a few that I could like say I know that I downloaded that back in the '90s when Napster came out. So, returning back real quick to the '92 draft, and this will be the end of it. So, I'm sure people are wondering how did the Colts obtain the first and second overall picks. In a draft. Yeah, I feel like somebody asked that like half an hour ago and was just sort of dismissed as being an idiot for asking. So I'm glad so, we we'll back to it. So the first, you know, the, obtaining the first pick is pretty simple. You have the worst record in the league, which the Colts did. So that's how they got the first pick. How did they get the number two pick? Well, back in 1990, they traded this quarterback to the Buccaneers for their first overall pick in 92. The Buccaneers were the second worst team that year, so the Colts just inherited that pick. But anybody want to take a guess at the quarterback? I'll give you a hint. He actually started in a Super Bowl for another team um, against John Elway. Holy smokes, it was Joe Montana. No. <laughs> One that Joe, uh, John Elway won. So, yeah. Chris Chandler. Oh, oh the Falcons. Yeah. So uh. Chris Chandler was drafted. You, you want to hear, listen to this butthole that Chris Chandler had to go through in his life. Drafted by the Colts <laughs> in the third round in 88. Got replaced by Jeff George in a couple years because of bad play. Because Jeff George was drafted first of all. Traded to the Bucks with 0-6 with the Bucks. Got released by Tampa Bay. Signed with the Phoenix Cardinals. Then bounced around from the <laughs> Cardinals, Rams, Oilers to the Falcons where he's more renowned for his career in Pro Bowls and Super Bowl appearances. And then ended his career with the Bears and Rams and with the Rams in 2004. So, <laughs> you want to talk about a journeyman quarterback? That's a journeyman quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything more fun than a water fight? Um, I mean, we do this at our house. Water days. Even better, even better to do it to ELO, right? <laughs> Here's uh, the question, though. Do you think that we could ask them if uh, if that could be a potential substitute for 
a certain derriere product um and see what their take might be. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm about to bend over, clean it back there for me, please. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can ask them what kind of uh, what kind of success rate they have. So this has got to be one of the songs that Disney has on retainer. Obviously, going all the way through to uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, yeah, that's uh, all for just quality Disney music. Obviously, well worth. It. I like that well Peyton has now become the team mascot here. <laughs> yeah. She's clearly they really should kicker, have given right? her her own number, though. I feel like novelty number, like one half or something, you know. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. It's nice to uh, see Steve Levy there, ESPN, also in the uh, in the film. There's some good cross promotion going on here. I know, right? Dog does not look happy. The more, I like, this, the more I'm amazed that they only spent $22 million on a budget for this movie. I mean, got some high-priced folks here. <laughs> especially, especially when you give $20 million of it to The Rock. That's right. <laughs> I mean, not a lot left to go around. He's got, he's got the flowers. He's got the ballerina teacher. Who apparently is in a robe for no reason. Have you never been to a... a you have probably never been to a dance recital yet, David. Your time will come. You will understand the importance of the robe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to poke and prod on that question. <laughs> Good idea. Hey, I had, I had a younger sister growing up. I went to a great pity dance recital. Steph <laughs> has already crossed some lines when it comes to this ballerine, ballet and uh, stuff. Uh, the right. cart is rocking again. The cart is rocking. <laughs> 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 oh, look at this look who's in the audience guys so it's only the rest of the boston rebels that's oh, cool that they like came to support him you know yeah uh-oh she's got the bubble guts can't blame her that'd be like if you guys support me at something or you know when i was on the ballet yeah listen listen young lady when you have the bubble guts, the worst thing you can do is sit down because then something else may happen. <laughs> you're in the same position that you would do that situation. You just get up, walk it off a little bit. There that you was go. oddly specific, Jared. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Seems bubble like you've had experience, Jared. <laughs> bubble guts is the real deal. You don't mess with it. Well, that, 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 was a, that was a heck of a pep talk there, Jared. <laughs> yeah. This is actually leftover wardrobe from, from when The Rock was performing as the Lumberjack in the WWE. <laughs> it, was a, it, it was a feel gimmick. <laughs> Just like the Rocky Mavea. You know, <laughs> joined the Nation of Domination and then changed everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. How did his teammates get backstage? They really shouldn't pick because I can tell they're about to start uh, their their acapella group there. You know, that one girl really has a problem with the word stupid. She keeps telling everybody stupid is a mean word. Well, it is, Jared. I mean, you disagreeing here, buddy? <laughs> Getting very aggressive there, David. I don't think I'm too comfortable with this. <laughs> That was a quality piece of acting right there. Mm. Joe. I wonder what he got paid for this. Like he <laughs> never says an actual word in the whole movie. 
$50,000. I don't know. <laughs> don't you think the media would be all over this if they got... They do. But they, you don't, they you don't hear a thing about it. They only, wanted to put, they only wanted to put out the negative, you know? That's true. That's what the fake news media will do to you, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Good thing I listened to our very I, lovely president. I like to believe with their, with their, ca- their camera tricks. <laughs> I like to believe that um, that Kingman convinced them that his da- this was his daughter's ballet recital and they shouldn't be there. And they sort of bought it. And then the rest of the team was in on it because they just wanted to watch it by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how they bought up all the uh, front row seats for in- instead of all the parents. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Listen, man, you can't hide money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I just realized uh, this is before Dwayne. I mean, I think everyone knows now that Dwayne has like the Samoan tattoo on his chest. Yeah. He does. He does I, not I have that. When I was watching this, like, did they cover up? I didn't realize when I first watched this how old the movie was. I was just wondering if they had somehow like covered up all his tattoos. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I don't see his like uh, his. Uh, his the bull one either in this movie, but he sure surely did in seventy and some, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah, he did. Know. He he definitely had the bull one, the one on his arm, like the Brahma bull. Yeah, but he I don't think he has it. Yeah, like they're covering it up. Yeah, maybe he didn't have the uh, Samoan one yet for his uh for his heritage and on his chest yet. Maybe that one didn't come in yet. I don't think that, I don't think tattoos really come in as much as you they actually put them on you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Like, Thank it's not you, like, like, you know, grown up teeth or something. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is my tattoo to, you know. <laughs> my son asked me the other day, he says, Daddy, he says, when am I going to get my first tattoo? <laughs> I said, when you get older, son. And he said, hey, no time like the present, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, and. And you thought that this wasn't going to be an action movie starring The Rock, but he definitely just chucked those two guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that same scene in Walking Tall. I'm pretty sure I saw it in The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's what The Rock's going to do. He's, he's got her in the position, and now he's going to go ahead and get, give her the DDT real quick. And then <laughs> <laughs> That is not what I thought you were going to go with that, <laughs> DDT. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's better or worse than right what there. I thought he was going to go with at this point. Particularly for a for just like a a local production, being able to pull off the quick change costume is uh, that's a that's a feat. That's, this, is, this is high quality <laughs> ballet here. These they actually spent like ten yep. percent of their budget probably on this scene alone. <laughs> well, I mean the whole the whole point here though, this is like supposed to be the greatest ballet studio in all Boston. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that I I have been to I've been to many dance recitals. Slow, ten years old. I've not seen it be terribly technically proficient. Sadly. Hey, so I've been to a lot of football games and not seen a whole lot of techno- technical proficiency either. So real quick, did he have this about... Did, David, did you, you and I went to the same high school, so I know that's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, spent, I spent about 10 years of watching UV football. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused, guys. Did, 
did he just do like a ballerina play the night before the big game or the 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 playoff game? Isn't that kind of risky? What if he twisted his ankle? This is yeah. to- you know this is totally the sort of thing that Michael Jordan would have done though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's who well, Joe. And, and, and not only and you say would have about Jordan, but this is the sort of thing that Bo Jackson did on a regular basis. I mean, come on, let's get our sports references right if we're going to do them. Well, I just, there's these great stories. I don't know. I've not had a chance to watch the last, any parts of The Last Dance yet. But, so I don't, know, I don't know if they talk much about the Dream Team. But I read a book a while back where they talked about Jordan. Like, Jordan would go out gambling and partying and would just stay out all night after a game and then just stay up the next day and play the next game and score 35 points. I guess. <laughs> In the world. I Which mean, is why apparently it was, was actually no big deal when he played that uh, playoff game in, with the flu, right? No, like he just like the man was a. I mean, he's superhuman. Yeah. The barking crab. I don't think that's something you want to be hearing from your doctor so, you for a visit. I've actually been to this place. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, well, we went to Boston I mean, a few years ago. I had dinner with to Boston. Ha. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. Boston. Boston. <laughs> is this a is this a uh, crab legs joint? I didn't see Jameis in there that day, but um, <laughs> he was still in college, I think. Back then, I'm still so upset that they didn't make the one for one swap and New England pick up Jameis. It would have <laughs> really just warmed my heart. Here's the thing. We all know why he signed in New Orleans. He wants some of that nice, you know, good old New Orleans eating. He's going to make a million dollars learning behind Drew Brees and un- unintentionally put on 30 pounds. <laughs> well, have you, see, have you seen the man? He's already put on some some pounds, I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's b- b- busting out of the pads pretty soon. Now he's got his eyes fixed. He can see his way to the kitchen. He can also see, <laughs> he can also see when he throws those picks, too. You know? <laughs> Yeah, that's a real shame because Winston, Winston was did, like the fantasy quarterback savior, and he's not not gonna play this year. Like, oh, did, did you guys see the 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 greatest stat about Jameis um, signing with New Orleans? Is uh, Tatum, who is like the backup quarterback for New Orleans, and it was like touchdown passes to a to a New Orleans Saint. Like one and Jameis Winston, it was like, it was like five or seven or something like that. Oh man, that's great. Uh, you know, it's it's just so frustrating. It's just frustrating with Winston, and I can feel for the Bucks fans because it's like he had all the potential, and just see him throw three picks to the other team, and we're not talking about like oh. They were just good plays with the defense. Like they're not even close. You know? <laughs> Guys yeah. jumps jumps right in front of it and just walks into the end zone. Like you, you gotta see that. And then James is like, oh, maybe I should get my eyes fixed. Don't you think the Bucks doctors should have diagnosed that when they drafted him? <laughs> like, huh, he may need to get his vision checked. <laughs> yeah, even, well, I think. I mean, he knew it in college, but he just refused to to do anything. I mean, even Lou Brown. The manager for the Indians in Major League was able to diagnose the wild thing. Fong had an eyesight problem and got it fixed. <laughs> I can't remember the. It was a very short-lived um, 
third baseman for the Yankees a few years back. It was the guy who showed up after uh, Chase. You're Edley. thinking of Alex Rodriguez? No, chance? no, no. This no was problem. after. No, uh, but he <laughs> like he basically showed up for spring training and a couple weeks after that, before he traded him. And during that time, they figured out that he had like eyesight problems and he'd been playing in the major leagues for uh, ten years. At that point, <laughs> what kind of crazy athlete do you have to be to? hit a baseball for a living when you can't see it. I don't know. Here we go. Now this is, we're getting serious in the movie here. I don't know if yeah. you guys have been watching it. it yeah, April O'Neil is pretty irritated, and I'm using her Ninja Turtles name. <laughs> well, that, this, major revelations coming up, too. Jeff, you've not seen this yet, so. You may want to pay attention, yeah. We'll tell you, Jeff things Marcus. are not as they seem. Yes. Yes. Hmm. I thought for a moment he was going in for something other than a talk. <laughs> a smack. <laughs> Brandon Drury was the guy's name. Uh, he now plays for the uh, uh, for the Blue Jays. Ah, was he ever a Cincinnati Red? No, he was a Diamondback before he became a Yankee. Micah, uh, for reasons I don't understand, calls the Diamondbacks the Shooters. Ah. He also call, insists on calling the uh, Chicago Bears the Cubs, which can be quite confusing when we have talks about sports. <laughs> uh oh! Now the uh, well, I guess we can now call the, the the adult figure the correct one with Madison, the aunt. Yeah. I'm talking to uh, Peyton here. Did, yeah, did they have they said what happened to mom yet? Yes. Yeah. Just, just made that she's gone. Yeah. She's no longer with us. Yeah. Car crash killed her six months ago. I think they said in the film. So, yeah. very sad. It explains why Peyton was trying to find her daddy. How can they even it? We've seen it. Oh yeah, we've already seen it. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, um, what's the aunt's name? Karen? Um, April O'Neil. April O'Neil. So, Aunt April O'Neil. <laughs> I understand she was kind of plunged into this parenting role unexpectedly. But you got to think, like, if you're going off to, to Africa and you're, like, wouldn't you directly drop the child off at, at the ballet camp? Um, like, why would you put her in the car and just trust that it's gonna? She's gonna go to the right well, place. According to the film, is that she had to catch the flight, or you know, it was a you know only flight that's, out or something. That's and she miss planning, it. Jared. You don't like don't cut it so close, man. Yeah. Why do we always say really? failing to plan is what, guys? Planning to fail. That's right. Yep, and that's what Karen was doing, or April O'Neil, whichever title we want to give Karen to. She does look like a Karen, doesn't she? <laughs> No, no. You know, you know, I don't. I don't think there's a balloon or stuffed animal left in that hospital gift <laughs> shop at this point. Yeah. 
Yeah. The, the dude who came in with all the stuffed animals had his own supplier. They don't sell all of that big at the game. At least not in that quantity. This is the moment he's been waiting for. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> this is my everything. I mean, Toys R Us did still exist back then, so he may have been able to show up there and pick up a good supply. You never know. Uh, the age is talking about how Peyton is a distraction to the player and endorsements, and they find out that, you know, the mother died. It's just a whole fiasco. Six months without a a mother or father figure in her life. It just, oh, this is just bad news. Oh dear. Why would you? Why would you have that conversation in the room? That's just poor, poor planning on the agent's yeah. part. Again, failing to plan is what, folks. <laughs> I don't think either of them really know what they're doing. That's the part yeah. of the premise here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least in. At least in 2020, if you put your kid in an Uber and have the the address programmed in, they don't really have any authority to to redirect the the Uber driver. Back then, I mean, Boston cabbies they, they could be bought for anything. <laughs> How do you think Peyton's feeling? Like her world has kind of come crashing down here lately. I mean, yeah. but she at the you know, all things considered, though, she got a dog, and that dog seems to like her a lot. So that helps. That helps with a lot of the other things that could be at issue, for what it's worth. Well, I mean, you're assuming that she's going to be able to stay with and keep the dog. No, I mean, the dog's imprinted on her at this point. It's really like it's not Joe's dog anymore. Is what I'm saying. But, I mean, we got some problems because you know, Karen. Is now in their life, but Joe's got the thing with the ballet instructor. Also, the um, the the other lady in his life. Joe's Joe's got. He's gonna have to have the talk with a few folks here. Yes, but not before his dog has the talk with him. And I'm going <laughs> with the little girl. Like that's just the way life works. The dog actually does have a bedazzled rear end, so I I think you're right. Yeah, that's gonna but, be pr- no. Gonna she's be- gone. She's gone, guys. That's gonna be pretty, uh, pretty intense to have a bedazzled bottle. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, no, Joe's just walking through his dark. It's a black. See the dog. Look, look. The dog is going to Peyton's room. <laughs> exactly. Do you think Joe is realizing he can have everything in the world, but if he has no one to share it with, it doesn't mean anything? Do you think he just is about to reach that message point? Stop I think trying he to is. put. Stop trying to put themes on this obviously joyous romp of a movie. <laughs> He's thinking to himself, maybe I should quit my football career and become a wrestler. <laughs> Talk about how everything's a broody two and pooty two and candy arses and just go from there. Be real relevant. <laughs> I like the number of pictures of himself that are in his room as just to make sure that she remembers. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is my... This is my dad. This is my dad. Got this had to be intentional because she does not seem like the kind of kid who would accidentally leave her diary behind. She's a smart little kid. Yeah. Like, there's no way she would have pulled off this major scheme and then just, oh, I forgot to pick up my most important book in the world. Yeah. Also, the uh, not pick. 
captured in this scene is the like uh, giant uh, dog treat that she left in the bag. So the, the dog would find it <laughs> because that's why he was running in there. I, w- I was going to say, David, if if something, you know, terrible happened and, and you disappeared for a while and you left some clue that would help people find you, would your dog find it for you? Unless you had also attached a very big treat to that, to that <laughs> thing. Because <laughs> I understand my dog, and it would not have happened. <laughs> I kind of feel if David disappeared, he would make it to like a Where in the World is David Vaughn game. Kind of just like Carbon San Diego, and we have to go asking clues of random strangers and put them together and fly around the world to find you. That's I, just how I, I think you would do it. I don't mean to alarm you guys, but uh, I have kind of planted some seeds with a lot of people in my life that... If anything ever were to happen to me, that they should look first at my podcast mates. Um, <laughs> so I think, like, if something, like, you know, should should I turn up missing, you guys are probably going to want to um, seek counsel. <laughs> um, see, here's the moment of truth. This is where it gets real. The stuff with the kid was one thing. Now it's starting to affect performance. Yeah. He's starting to see some things here. He's starting to see he's pulling the ball down way too early instead of trusting his receiver and getting it out there. Of course, he does run it into the end zone. So if I'm, if I'm the coach, I'm thinking, well. Oh, here's the thing. He's taking unnecessary punishment to his body, shortening his career. Uh, it does not appear to me that he ever gets hit. Dude. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he gets touched. <laughs> I mean, that O-line then has to be unbelievable then, right? So that You could have that jersey. Jared, you could purchase that. I could purchase the receipt. The, 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 I, I can buy the jersey when the guy doesn't get a catch in the game, right? Sweet. Yep. Oh, he doesn't get a catch yet. Oh. This title run is not yet over. They got one game. Even though it's been more than an hour since we played any football in this football movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like this is that primarily about football. It, about that's, why we, that's why we get game film, man. Running the same uh, the same thirty second clip over and over again so that we can <laughs> we didn't have to you know film any more football than that. Actually, the production of this film was delayed because The Rock actually tore his Achilles while filming a football scene. <laughs> so, oh jeez, he really did yeah. take unnecessary risks. Yeah, like ooh, you hate to hear it. <laughs> yep, The Rock is getting chastised. They they've already heard the rumors. So. The Rock was on the razor's edge at this point, guys. If he hadn't gone into beast mode and become the the hulking action star that he is, he's the next Ray Romano, right? Like, look <laughs> at that hairline. I thought <laughs> he was me I'm wrong. Like Springsteen. Then. <laughs> the re- next Ray Romano. Yeah, I could see him being with someone like Debra. I told you, I needed to be find my Sports Illustrated. Or maybe maybe, it, maybe it's actually Brad Garrett, the guy who played his brother. Oh, everybody, everybody oh, loves everybody loves Ray. No one loves me. <laughs> so now we're playing. So now we're playing in uh, championship game. Is that in man? Arizona, huh? Yeah. That look yeah. like. Uh, Isn't don't you feel these these locker rooms are just very unimpressive for like you know it's supposed to be like this fancy NFL like team and it's just nothing really going on there it's like a bland locker room. <laughs> yeah. Like in this, in this universe, the NFL is, is much stricter budget. Well, no, I, I've seen this before. Micah and I did a tour of the Seahawks stadium last year. Um, but, of course, they wouldn't let us go into the Seahawks locker room 
and they wouldn't let us go into the visitors' locker room. What they let us go into was the third locker room that they used for the Seattle Sounders, and it looked exactly like that. Oh, <laughs> ow. And when we went to the Virginia thing, Well, it's very lucky in this world that um, whatever channel um, uh, the uh, broadcasters were with also got the Super Bowl, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love the burgers that they put out there. It looks like something you get you know, like a McDonald's hamburger. Like, all right, just get a thousand of those, and we'll put them in different wrappers. All right. Think, I don't know if anyone saw the score. 7-3 <laughs> in the second quarter. 7-3. to three. It's a low, kind of a defensive affair here. Yeah. And actually, for I think they said, like, the other team is doing so much better against the Rebels. You know, the I defense think... is holding their own right now. Oh, what? Good God. As God is my witness, yeah. he's broken yeah. in half. Oh, but he's going to be able to throw a baseball like crazy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, some trash talking there, too. You think guys really do that kind of stuff on a football field? Trash talk? I, I you know, it's I don't the, think so. But in the in sport in sports, it's uh, never the uh, it's never the Boston team versus the you know. Um, Kansas City team or the Minnesota team. It's always the Boston team versus the New York team, even if they're in Arizona. <laughs> I also think that this um, that this New York football team is the New York Yankees because I swear I just saw NYY on the screen. <laughs> Every hero needs a villain, you know? Here, here's my question. Can, do you think I can get hooked up with that number, number 17 backup quarterback Danville jersey? Because we all know that backup QBs are the most favorite player on the team. <laughs> I've I have long I, I've I fully agree with you there, David, and I have long thought that it is really weird at uh Yankees home games that the uh PA system plays the Imperial March for the uh visitors. I think we need to spin that <laughs> yeah. sucker around. Just and, embrace um, it, man. I it, I think I think that uh that Aaron Judge should walk out with the black cape and the the mask on, and you know before every at bat, just like be you know, own it. Yeah. So they, I, I you know, we just saw the adult. They went ahead and said the quarterbacks got busted ribs and a separated non non throwing separated shoulder. So and he sorry said I'm done. I'm not playing. His agent. So the part we we didn't really talk about how. If Joe, if Joe's the Rebels win this game, and if Joe in his post game interview will say he's going to oh. eat one of their burgers, he gets like 25 mil. Yeah, that's a lot of coin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but why would you take that money instead? And um, instead of saying that you're going to Disneyland, well, I think it's for the 25 mil, Andrew. I don't know. How oh. did, wait, wait a minute, how did Payton get from Boston to Arizona? In a, during a half of a football game. Don't you think that logistically just doesn't make sense? They have a lot. Have you seen these games? They have a ton of commercial breaks. Halftime <laughs> lasts forever. I mean, I, I'm just... The travel, the travel doesn't make sense here, folks. I'm just pointing this out. Don't look too close. <laughs> look, they just, they, just dropped, they just dropped Joe's name a couple of times. And... and uh, and she took and uh, and they had a private, you know, Learjet, 
uh, went supersonic, got them there, and then they took a uh, helicopter ride from the airport to the stadium. Do you think April O'Neil, after dropping off Peyton, is going to go see if she can summon up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they can fight crime? I think I would. You know, like, how do you... She do you moved to Boston to get away from that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you start out playing April O'Neil, like, there's nowhere to go but down from there. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Especially in the second one, not the original one. She's the She was the second one to use. <laughs> yeah, I remember and that. The Secret of the Ooze was great. Don't... It was a good movie. <laughs> is, that got, is that got any sports related to it? Can we watch? Do we consider Vanilla Ice's dance moves a sports related film? <laughs> There's that whole skateboard park that the uh, that the Foot Clan uh, punks uh, hung out in. Oh, this is sweet. The football player's going back on the field holding the daughter's hand. Oh, yeah. Too bad he didn't do that in the third quarter and wait till like the last minute of this game to say, "Hey, I'm going to go back here and try one more time." Well, you got to you got to build up the build up the tension, Jerry. You got to build up the drama. Yeah, it really shouldn't matter if he comes back or not. If the O line is really as good as we saw it to be, we've heard about no significant injuries on the O line. They ought to be able to have any pathway decent quarterback have all the time he needs to get stuff done. Why are they not handing the ball off? That's my Sounds question. Like the backup's not as good as Jared suggested. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm starting to see here. Turns out Joe was doing more than we knew. Yeah, jo- Joe so was two- Joe was Lamar Jackson, the hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2007, were all uh, football fields just really having trouble keeping their middles like full of grass? Because it seems like when I watch football these days. Like those fields look great. You do not see these like random brown patches in the middle of fields. But like every field that Joe has played on has a random brown patch. All right, minute three left in the game. Minute three, no timeouts. By the way, it's still seven to three as it was earlier in the first half. So that tells you this has been an offensive struggle. <laughs> this is like the Patriots yeah, been... Rams, man. Boring. Just like, just like somebody score a touchdown, please. Does anybody else think that Joe should have uh, taken a little cinnamon before he came into the huddle there? For old time's sake. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens here. I think we're actually going to watch some actual football here in the sports-themed uh, podcast. So uh, yeah. let's let's get let's get it going. Let's get it on. Third down. Third down. Jeez, that's that's a. Uh... Being behind the eight ball coming in. Like bringing the pitcher in when the count's three and one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, nice little flip pitch there. All right. Got it to Weber. Nice move. Nice job. Nice job. All right. Here we so go. That was, uh, at... You don't, don't want to take any unnecessary hits when you've already got busted yeah. ribs. Yeah. King, All right. Still Kingman in the was, uh Kingman was uh, playing with fire there already. Why are you even throwing the ball to somebody who's not already passed the post on third down? Yeah, so I guess this is fourth down, technically. Although, I think they said in yep. this movie it's first down. So, obviously, an error there. Well, he's clearly no, it was first... fourth down. They definitely set him up short of the first down marker on that one. But I thought I think uh, I think Merv or Boomer said first down. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I'm going with the chains, not with whatever Boomer can tell. Me too. I totally agree. By the way, big – oh, oh, that's a little that's – a, that's, a, that's 15 yards right there. Come on, yeah. man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think many people get that excited seeing the guy get up 
man, only four seconds. How do you run off a minute on two plays? I guess it's possible, but man, that's some bad <laughs> clock management. It really is. He wasn't running nearly as fast as you thought he was down the field. <laughs> yeah, you thought that was slow motion. No, that was the real speed. Jim, it was like watching Jim Kelly run in, his, in the Super Bowl and then one against the Giants. So, oh. I, I've definitely watched football games where people have gotten in over a dozen plays inside of a minute three. Here we go. All right. All right, actually, for a boring game, it's got an exciting ending here. Last play, winner is going to win this. Whoever, if he gets a touchdown, they win the Super Bowl. Michael, what do you think is going to happen? I know. Oh, stupid is a, stupid is a mean word. The tight end, look at this. Look at that block. Great Don't blow. Get out there and run, run your route. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you put a man down that quickly, go run your route. It's a tight end. <laughs> that was a dime. Look oh, at man. Think if he had dropped that. Then they spent this whole movie making us think he was supposed to throw to Sanders, and really he just knew the guy couldn't. <laughs> he knew Sanders just stunk. <laughs> he's been he's been protecting Sanders all these years. <laughs> all right, all he's got to do is talk about the burgers, and oh, we are it, we are it, home clear. And the agent just uh, technically assaulted the uh, sponsor <laughs> yeah, there. That was uh, you're not, not kidding. Wait, why were those graphics from for uh, for the end of this uh, super high value production uh, Super Bowl game from 1986? <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. All he's got to do is talk about the burgers. He gets all the money. Oh no! Wait, he didn't do it. Oh. Um, Oh, look at the dog. The dog is happy. It did a twirl and a jump in the air. That's so sweet. Oh. The agent's stunned. She loses 10% of her cut. She would have made two and a half mil right there. A lot of drama on that field right now. Yeah. Jared, yeah. I, I'm, I'm remembering that you are a Hokies fan. What's happening now, all that confetti and stuff, <laughs> they've seen this a championship. Screw you. Screw <laughs> I've actually I've witnessed this 27 times. <laughs> Oh, now they're it's having a little sing off the movie. Yeah. Yep. It's a good song, actually, by Elvis. <laughs> Man, he's got a lot and, of hits. And, and unof- unofficially, David, I'm wondering, do you think they should have a uh, a second banner reveal um, since the NCAA tournament did not get played this year? Yeah, I mean, any <laughs> chance yeah, exactly. Be the man, you got to beat the man. You know, you do know why everyone is uh, trying their best to figure out how to play um, to play college football this season, right? Because if they don't, Alabama claims another championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be the, it's gonna be the Go Tigers revolution. <laughs> good. Hey, he lost it. Hey, listen, I, I, I divorced my wife, but I got I got Tiger football. Go Tigers! <laughs> I love that man. I know, but his wife doesn't. <laughs> Ex-wife. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, wow. I know. It's, uh, they've had, they got a lot, they're getting a lot of attention and success right now, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I, I, I have a pretty good idea for next week's show, fellas. I think oh, we yeah. should um, do a little bit of a departure from what we've been doing. 
Let's do a watch along, um, and maybe we could watch the um, uh, Virginia Virginia Tech football game from twenty nineteen. <laughs> Commonwealth Cup is on the line. Uh, chance to play in the ACC. Very sick. Maybe the most important ACC game of last season. Um, yeah, just see how it unfolds. I'm gonna have to pat, take a pass on that one. Oh, Mike had a good idea too. Yeah, we can watch the uh, the Who's versus Texas Tech in basketball. That'd be a good one. <laughs> I think there's some more confetti in that one. <laughs> I pot Jared. I apologize. Those are those are low blows. Yeah, I know. My 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 nads are feeling them right now. <laughs> if I, I I think it could make you feel better. I would be willing to watch the Astros lose baseball games with you. Guys. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I realize that that's not rooting for a team, but it, I mean, it's where I am. I feel like when the Astros lose, we all win. <laughs> it is a pretty day. It is pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet to know that the Nationals were the heroes that baseball didn't really want, they, they, yeah. but they needed. <laughs> yeah. And that is something to be proud of. What have I told you? Davey Martinez didn't just save his job. He saved baseball. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's yeah, your ESPN. Like one day 30. away from getting fired. For, I know, um, you know. I was all all aboard the whole. He's got to go. It's like it's just not point. working. All, then, all I have to say is, in the playoffs, the more the more that I learned about the Astros and everything else between between the bullpen issues that were were evident going into the playoffs, and then the Astros, that man was playing four dimensional chess, and everybody else was playing checkers. I mean, the management of that rotation and everything else. That rotation that was basically three people in a setup man and a closer for the entire playoffs yeah. was ridiculous. I, yeah, I, I'll never forget. Remember Game Six, and remember how we were just complaining the whole time about how bad the umpire was in the World Series for both sides, and then the trade Turner play when he was running down the line of first, and the the ball clearly, clearly, you know what he was. Turner was going to be safe by a mile. And then they go ahead and say, he's out. He interviewed him with the play. And Turner had nowhere to go. It's just one of those stupid calls by Blue. And that's what set Davey off. It wasn't the strike zones that were, you know, setting us off watching the game. It was that moment. It's like, that's it. I've had enough of this crap. You know? And then, and, you know. on the World Series, man. Well, then Rendon hits a home run. And then, you know, like the Nationals are up. That was next just, level. He just went off during the commercial break, and I'm just like, oh, my God. I really thought he was going to have a heart attack. I really did watching him yell. I'm just like, he's going to die. He's actually going to die on the field tonight. <laughs> like, All right, All right so, fellas, I think there was a question we asked last week at the end of the show, which is uh, uh, how how do you rate the uh, sports content of the game plan? So I, think, a, I mean, gonna... I can't. Go ahead, Jared. You can give it a number say, first. Yeah, I, I'm out of five. The, yeah, out of five. I I gave Rookie of the Year a one. Yeah, that had a lot more scores than this movie. But I think the one was based off of factuality. You know how factual the scenarios were for Rookie of the Year using MLB licensed teams and everything we knew about all the rotate. You know the ins and outs of how baseball works. The game plan really was 
not much football in it at all. It was more focused on the father-daughter relationship, which is nice and fine. Uh, but I guess overall, I'm going to have to give this a one as well. And if I had to give a regrade for Rookie of the Year after watching these two movies together, I think I'd be <laughs> Rookie of the Year to two. <laughs> because at least they had sports in the film. I like this one where it just has sports as a background story, not the main front of uh, of the relationship between the daughter and the father. So uh, one for this uh, movie as well. I'm going the opposite direction here because as we talked about in the middle of this movie, not a football movie, solid, solid ballet performance. This one gets a four out of five for me. (laughs) I like the way you're thinking. (laughs) Jeff? Well, I think the question comes down to if we're grading it based on, on sports is, is, Quantity versus quality. So, so Jared, I, I firmly, I fully agree with your your um, observation. Far less less football in in this movie than there was uh, baseball in in Rookie of the Year. But if I, if I pull that aside, the, the the parts of the of the movie that were involved with sports much more accurate with what would actually occur in a game than Rookie of the Year. I think we can agree that, right? I mean, like, what occurs during any of the parts of Rookie of the Year is far less realistic than what would occur during any of the scenes that they showed in the game plan. So I'm going to kind of split the difference. Um, Not a lot of football content. I think it is more factual and accurate of what would happen during um, an actual football game than Rookie of the Year was baseball, I'm going to give uh, give three out of five. Oh, man. I, it's, it's hard to know where to start because, uh, I mean, I am persuaded by Andrew's argument that this is a ballet <laughs> film masquerading as a, as a football movie. But I also think while the on-the-field content might be lacking in some depth and some realism, I believe that Joe's home knocks it out of the park i mean i is there anyone (laughs) among us who doesn't believe that every nfl quarterback is living just like that now maybe maybe elvis is not their artist of choice i don't know um but i i have a feeling that that is the kind of home that most quarterbacks have i'm i'm going three and a quarter stars on this one (laughs) by the way i want to talk to andrew real quick you said this is a ballerina movie I, I do have a I do have a, an amendment to to my rating uh, that I think the sports content for a ballet movie is top notch. Uh, from a plot structure for a ballet movie, this movie makes no sense. They nail the uh, the um, recital at about the hour and fifteen mark, and then the movie keeps going. Like that is way too early to put the climax for this film. Okay, I just have also a... that 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 performance would have taken eight hours. I have been yeah. of those to know that. <laughs> Here's the last thing I have a problem with the, in the synopsis on the Disney chant on the Disney Plus thing. Here it says right here, a superstar athlete with an ego bigger than a <clears throat> football field is getting ready to be for a run at the big championship game. So, so do I need to explain death of the author to you? Ah, oh, jeez, no. We really don't have <laughs> I'm time. Late, Jared. <laughs> it's late. It's late. <laughs> All right. Well, I do believe that that is going to be it for the virtual drive-in this week. Uh, it, you're, you can send your questions or comments to virtualtailgate at mediabullcrap.com. 
Uh, That's you, probably me. I've lost the spreadsheet. I apologize to our. It's it's fans. Jeff. I I've just been. I didn't even. I didn't think I needed the spreadsheet up. I don't. <laughs> all we've we we been hey, doing is talking the whole time. Okay. You can find hey, us on, on 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 Facebook. Facebook.com/slash/virtualtailgate. Actually, you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, any any podcast streaming device out there. In fact, can... that is true. We are on Anchor. Our podcast is is produced by uh, using Anchor now, so uh, hit anchor.fm slash virtual drive-in or find us in any of the other places that you love to find podcasts. It should be actually everywhere. Go buy a mattress or some medicine or something and tell them that the virtual drive-in sent you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Just anything. So, um, yeah, facebook.com virtual tailgate. That's ball game. <laughs> yep, that's good. We're, we're done. We nailed that. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> no, we we've only had the the same format for that. Uh, the Rock says they kept you at the bottom of the barrel because you absolutely suck. And that's all media bull crap. <laughs>